0: Hello and thanks for joining us. This is Search for Truth, your weekly Bible teaching program. Today Brian begins a new series of nine weeks talks on the subject of Christian faithfulness and loyalty. Uh, The title of the series is a question the Lord asked his disciples one day. He said to them, would you also go away? It was a time when many disciples were turning away for the Lord's teaching seemed too hard for them. So in these Bible-based talks, Brian will be taking a deeper look into the issues surrounding Christian allegiance, so that we can all learn to become more firmly grounded in our Christian faith. But now let's go to Brian. Thanks, John. The young man walked the winding path up the hill. He was heading into the hill
1: country, known then as the hill country of Ephraim. This was a new venture for him, belonging as he did down in the town of Bethlehem, the city of David. But as he walked away, he felt an exhilarating surge of freedom. The responsibilities of the service he'd been reared to perform with all its biblical rituals now lay behind him. He'd no particular destination in mind as he walked along. He was ready to explore whatever might come along. There was a real sense of excitement in not being able to predict what lay in store. The mood of these days was one of doing your own thing, and that's what he fully intended to do. It'd be good to break with tradition, to find himself. As it turned out, He didn't have to search long for an opportunity. An interesting challenge that seemed ideally suited to him presented itself quite early on. In one place where he found lodgings, his host inquired after his background. Likely his accent gave away the fact that he wasn't local. He began explaining that he was a Levite, belonging to that tribe of Israel which had, by God's initiative, been given the task, even the privilege, of assisting the priests in their duties around God's house. That should have been enough for any man, but somehow he'd grown weary of it. What was it that had bred discontent in this young man, I wonder? The restless spirit of youth? A sense of needing to move with the times, perhaps? Did the careful instructions and provisions of the law of Moses seem a bit outdated to him, I wonder? Had he inherited an adventurous spirit from his parents? It seems his father had married outside the tribe of Levi, married a woman of Judah, in fact, and so they weren't living in any one of the Levitical cities. Did this young man want to distance himself one stage further from living strictly as a Levite? Or was he simply making the same mistake that each rising generation tends to make, by thinking there's greater freedom in exercising a choice that strays from God's prescribed path? That reminds me of a professor who once asked his class, Which of three persons had the greatest freedom? Was it the person who was incapable of not sinning? Hardly likely, since that person would in fact be a slave to sin. Or was the freest person the one who was capable of both sinning and not sinning? Or was it simply the person who was incapable of sinning? As indicated, the students quickly rule out the first chap, because he was a slave to sin. With a little thought, it was then suggested that the person capable of both sinning or not sinning seemed to have the most freedom. But a little bit of more thought caused some to see a difficulty with that. After all, God is not capable of sinning and surely no one has more freedom than God. So it's got to be the third chap who's the freest, the one who's incapable of sinning. But anyway, that was an aside, back to this Levite. The Levite thought greater freedom might be found in a path of his own choosing and preference rather than God's path for him. The Levite was, of course, capable of sinning, and that's exactly what he was doing, deluding himself that this was what it meant to be truly free. Once this young man had explained about his Levitical background, an idea suddenly flashed into the mind of his host. He too had kicked against God's laws, the Ten Commandments, For one thing, he'd broken the command against stealing, because at one point he'd even stolen a large sum of money in silver from his own mother. But then his conscience had finally got the better of him, and he'd returned it. With foolish indulgence, his mother had allowed him to use some of it to make household idols. So another of God's commands had come to be broken. Not only idols, but a graven and a molten image, along with a shrine and an ephod. At this time one of his own sons was acting as the family priest. This was all far removed from what the young Levite knew well was God's way. But suddenly the young traveller realised he was being offered a job by his host, whom by now he discovered was called Micah. Would he like to lodge here permanently and take over from Micah's son? From Micah's point of view it seemed desirable to secure the services of a trained, professional, priestly assistant. So desirable, in fact, that he'd make it worth the young man's while. Not only would he receive daily provisions, but there was a salary on offer, which extended to ten pieces of silver annually and a new suit of clothes each year thrown in. That seemed good to the young man, and he accepted the deal. Not only would this be a new challenge, a refreshing change, It would allow him to experiment with different religious ideas, ones which weren't constrained by strict biblical requirements. He'd gain independence, free from having to comply with others. Besides that, there was the attraction of new financial security, not to mention a certain status. After all, there weren't likely to be any other Levites around here. And so, doubtless, with some considerations like those, the compromise was readily reached. The young Levite seemed to justify the move easily, despite it being shockingly different from the Bible-based background that he was used to. This story, which closely follows the narrative of Judges chapter 17 in the Bible, stands as a warning from a bygone age of how easy it is in any generation to rationalise a departure from biblical teaching. The young Levite, whose adventure we have been following, sold out his principles big time, for ten pieces of silver and a new suit of clothes. We rushed to criticise him, but how different are we? James Patterson and Peter Kim wrote a book entitled The Day America Told the Truth. In their book they asked the question, what are you willing to do for ten million dollars? They polled a number of Americans to see if they would agree to any of the following in return for receiving ten million dollars. Here's what they found. 25% would abandon their entire family for $10 million. 25% would abandon their church for $10 million. 23% would become prostitutes for a week in exchange for $10 million. 16% would give up their American citizenship for $10 million. 16% would leave their spouses for $10 million. 10% would withhold testimony and let a murderer go free for $10,000,000, 7% would murder a stranger for $10,000,000, 3% would put their children up for adoption for ten million dollars Two Two-thirds of all Americans polled would agree to at least one of the conditions that we've mentioned for $10,000,000. What would you be willing to do for $10,000,000? Hopefully, you would be among the one-third who would refuse to sell their integrity. The Bible proverb gives us timeless wisdom when it counsels us to buy truth and do not sell it. An inspiring biblical example which contrasts sharply with the young Levite is found in 2 Samuel chapter 18, which describes the sequel and showdown to the rebellion which David's son Absalom staged against his father. Of course, David wanted the rebellion crushed, but not at the expense of the life of his rebellious son. He gave instruction that Absalom was not to be killed. This is what happened next. Now Absalom happened to meet the servants of David, for Absalom was riding on his mule, and the mule went under the thick branches of a great oak, and his head caught fast in the oak, so he was left hanging between heaven and earth, while the mule that was under him kept going. When a certain man saw it, he told Joab, and said, Behold, I saw Absalom hanging in an oak. Then Joab said to the man who had told him, Now behold, you saw him. Why then did you not strike him there to the ground? And I would have given you ten pieces of silver and a belt. The man said to Joab, Even if I should receive a thousand pieces of silver in my hand, I would not put out my hand against the king's son. For in our hearing the king charged you and Abishai and Ittai, saying, Protect for me that young man Absalom. He was a man who could not be induced to defy his king's command, even for a very significant amount of money. Our Lord and our king, who is King David's greater son, has given us his commandments through the writing of his apostles in the pages of the New Testament. We too, like the young man we began considering, we might be tempted to experiment, to try something new, something that's more up to date, more with it, more seemingly rewarding and successful. It may not with us be financial inducement or anything we'd recognise as status-seeking that draws us to compromise previously held convictions. But perhaps we are rationalising motivation that's worth little more than ten silver coins in a new suit. Don't sell the truth at any price. That's the Bible's clear warning. The soldier loved his king and respected his commands. Will we not do the same? Jesus says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments.
0: I hope you enjoyed Brian's talk today. If you'd like to make any comment or ask a question, please write in. As usual, this series has a transcript booklet of all the talks, and if you'd like to receive one or more than one copy for group Bible study or to pass on to friends, make sure to let us have your postal address, and don't worry, we never pass your personal details to anyone else. Write in and ask for the title, Would You Also Go Away?, you can also download our booklets via the internet or order by email or by post. Uh, first I'll give you the postal address. Search for Truth, Church of God, Downing Drive, Leicester LE5 6LN UK And now here's our email address, sft at info. If you wish, you can download MP3 versions of some past programmes on your computer. Or you might like to use the podcast player on our website. Go to www.searchfortruth.org.uk And this is a place where you can also access additional helpful material. Now, some titles of Search for Truth booklets are also available at Amazon.co.uk, Kindle eBooks. Just type Search for Truth series into the search box and more back copy titles are constantly being made available. Now, that's all we have time for, but it's been an honour to have your company today and we appreciate your interest in our programmes. Please join us next week if you can, but for now, it's very best wishes from Bible teacher Brian, studio technician David, our singers and me, John. So cheerio and may God richly bless you.